Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. And I would happen to be JR. Thank you to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. I hope you're good. I hope you're well. I hope you're safe. I'm going to be hanging out with you for the next two hours. Coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you to our super producer and host, Dave Shepard. He's holding it down for us on the boards in New York City. If you listen to Monday Night Football, congratulations. If you watched it, congratulations. You heard a crap offensive game. I'm sorry. But somehow, someway, the Raiders, who can't score more than, like, I don't know, 20 points to save their lives, the Raiders still beat Green Bay tonight. The final score, 17-13. to 13. The Raiders improve their record to 2-3. and three. Green Bay falls to 2-3. and three. Jordan Love throws three interceptions. And, man... They are lost with no Aaron Jones. And the Raiders, they get their first victory against the Packers since 1987. That was eight straight consecutive losses. And as I told you, both teams pretty pathetic on the offense. The Raiders only 279 yards of offense to the Packers with 285. And ultimately, it came down to turning the damn ball over. Jordan Love... He looked like a dude who's still getting acclimated to life in the NFL. Three interceptions, two of them go to Robert Spillane, and he had another big one at the end of the game as he was trying to rally and put up a score, and that interception pretty much sealed the deal. We're going to hear some of the key plays of the game momentarily. Also, for all my baseball fans out there, the Atlanta Braves won hell of a comeback a few hours ago in Atlanta, or or should I say uh, Cobb County, uh, against those Phillies. They beat them 5-4. This was the largest comeback. It tied for the largest comeback in postseason history for the Braves. They came back down from four runs, okay? And this, this was looking real ugly for the Braves. They were being no hit into the sixth inning by Zach Wheeler. Ronald Acuna ended up walking. He's on first. Uh, Ozzie Albies 
ended up hitting a single to right, uh, getting the ball back into the infield. Trey Turner couldn't handle it. He bobbled the ball. Acuna is able to score. And then the score is 4-1. to one. No big deal, right? And then Travis Darno comes through in the seventh inning against Zach Wheeler. They left him in the game. He hits a two-run home run. Philly still leads 4-3. to three. But then Austin Riley came through in the bottom of the eighth. And if you didn't notice, the Braves hit a lot of home runs. Austin Riley hit an important one in the eighth. This is courtesy of the Braves Radio Network. Listen to this. Cass's eyes on the right-hander, Hoffman, who comes set right at the belt. 3-2 pitch. And he hits a high fly ball, deep left field, back to the wall, and it's gone! <laughs> Austin Riley hitting him where it hurts, and the Braves take the lead in the eighth. That was ultimately the final score. The Braves beat the Phillies 5-4. to four. Michael Harris had an amazing catch and throw to the infield to, to get rid of uh, Bryce Harper, have him tagged out, and the Braves win 5-4. to four. So instead of being in an 0-2 hole, they're 1-1. They played the Phillies again on Wednesday in Philadelphia, and it was a hell of a game if you've missed it. Go ahead and check out the highlights if and when you should have time. We have one other matchup going on right now. The Braves are trying, or excuse me, the Dodgers are trying to avoid an 0-2 hole. Uh, Arizona leads 4-2. It's the top of the ninth inning. And let's see if Arizona can surprise everybody and take a commanding 2-0 lead here in the division series. I've been hanging out with you for the past two hours. We've talked about a lot. Uh, We discussed the games over the weekend on both the college and the professional side. The 49ers smacking around those Cowboys. We talked about the Eagles. We talked about the Lions, the Jets beating Denver. We talked about how pathetic the Patriots looked. And then we're going to talk about some of these injuries too. A lot of injuries. Matt Milano goes down uh, for the Buffalo Bills in London. Justin Jefferson dealing with a hamstring. Awful news for the Vikings. And now this week is over because the Packers and the Raiders, they gave us a game. I can't even say they gave us a game worth watching. They just gave us a game. 17-13 to 13 is the final score. Um, name here, Jordan Love. Three INTs. Two of them to Robert Spillane. The last one, Robertson. And that was all she wrote. A matter of fact, let's walk through some of the offense that we heard or or witnessed tonight. They got started. How about a a touchdown? This is Jimmy Garoppolo back from a concussion, a nine-yard touchdown pass to Jacoby Myers in the second. This put the Raiders up 7-3. This is about to be the 14th play of the drive. Yes, isn't it beautiful? Second and six on the Packers' nine. Jacobs motions out of the backfield slot right. Empty set for Garoppolo. Shotgun snap. Quick throw, over the middle, it's caught, touchdown Myers! A quick slant to Jacoby, and he leaned across the goal line. Touchdown Raiders on a beautiful drive to go up 6-3 here in the second quarter. Thank you, Raiders Radio Network. Let's hear another one. This was a two-yard touchdown rush by Josh Jacobs. This was their only other touchdown. It put him up 17-13 in the fourth quarter. Listen. Garoppolo is under center in I formation. 
Snap. Handoff. Jacobs. Stances. Forward. Forward. Touchdown, Raiders. Jacobs had to dance in the pocket, but he got the motion going forward. Had enough engine to get in the end zone. And the Raiders, on the first play of the fourth, take a 16-13 lead. And then it's the Raiders, right? I'm saying to myself, they lead 17-13 here in the fourth quarter. The Raiders somehow, somewhere are going to choke away this victory, right? They made it interesting. They had an opportunity to extend the lead to 20-13. to They're sitting at about the two-minute warning here. And so Daniel Carlson goes out to the field. It's fourth and two. He's going to attempt a 52-yard field goal to give them some insurance. And so this is the Raiders. So what do you think happens? I want you to take a listen to this call from the Packers radio network. Here's the snap placement. The kick to the uprights. And it is off the right upright. No good. No good. Off the right upright. Carlson had the distance. It hit the right upright and bounded away. And on the doink with a minute 56 to go, the Packers get it back. It's the most Raiders thing ever, right? Like, oh, yeah, we kick a field goal, and and then we good. 20 to 17, or excuse me, 20 to 13, we're good. And so now Green Bay gets the ball back. And now we see what Jordan Love is made of. Are you going to march down the field for a game-winning drive? It's 17 to 13. No field goals. You have to get the touchdown. Except for Jordan Love, he went down the field, and he didn't throw a touchdown. He did throw it into the end zone. To the wrong guy. This is his third interception. Let's listen to this from the Raiders radio network. Taylor to the right of Love. Two receivers each way. Shotgun snap. Three-step drop. Eyeing the middle. Pressure up the middle. Love out of the pocket. Throws downfield for the end zone. Intercepted! Amik Robertson in the back corner. Picks it off in front of Watson. And the Raiders defense just seals the victory here in Vegas. Yeah, not not good. The Green Bay Packers fall to two and three. The Raiders, they improve their record to two and three. And at least for the Raiders here, their next opponent, they've only scored three points over the past two weeks. They're pathetic. The Raiders' next opponent, the New England Patriots. Let's see what Josh McDaniels versus Bill Belichick. Can't wait to see what that game looks like. No, I'm, I'm lying. I just... Uh, not, not really, not too much. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. A matter of fact, Jordan Love, he just spoke to the media, and he was asked about his interceptions, specifically that last INT in the end zone. This is what Jordan Love had to say about the turnover. Yeah, that play, um, you know, once I kind of stepped up in the pocket, I just kind of saw Christian um, – I felt like he had the DB uh, beat by a little bit. Um, you know, thought we could make a play um, to go win it right there in the end zone. Um, kind of just underthrew it. Didn't get enough on it. Didn't get it out there enough. Um, and, you know, the DB made a good play. Yeah, he did. Jordan Love still getting acclimated to life here in the NFL. Lucky for them, their next game after a bye is going to be against the Denver Broncos. And equally, uh, pathetic team. So uh, let's see what Green Bay can do there. Meanwhile, 
back with these Raiders. Josh McDaniels forcing Jordan Love into all these interceptions. Josh McDaniels said, man, I love our defense. They held it down. Take a listen. Or consistency, you know, um, you know, Max, Max does it every day with his effort, his work, um, how much he cares about every little detail uh, relative to, you know, the football team, his teammates, his body, you know, practice. Um, and then he's, you know, he, he gives it everything he has every, every single time he's out there. So, and never comes off the field, as you know. So, um, you know, tremendous leadership from, I thought we had tremendous leadership from our captains all week long. JJ was tremendous uh Epps was great Spillane with you know two big plays today in in interceptions and then Max just creating problems tackles for loss sacks pressures um all games so not only did they do it with their their work during the week but I thought they did it you know on the field tonight you know which was really important yeah congratulations to the Raiders 17 to 13 over the Green Bay Packers 855-212-4CBS James he's calling from LA you're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, James? What up, JR? Hey, you and Shep are the best, man. You know that. Hey, uh, shout out to my Raiders. You know, we're not going to win a Super Bowl or nothing anytime soon, but just some, just for some decency and self respect, man. You know, we got the two and three record. We beat Denver. Uh, Buffalo blew us out. But the other games we was in, we was in the Pittsburgh game, we was in the Charger game. And, uh, you know, we made some. Uh, some mistakes on the goal lines in those games. But, you know, uh, it, it was a competitive game, and this one we held on and did it. And like you said, I, I thought they was going to blow it. But, you know, the defense did what they're supposed to do. You know, Crosby is our leader on defense, man. And, you know, he leads the way. Uh, you know, we got a decent record. You know, uh, probably come in. I, I'm hoping we can come in second in the AFC West. We oh, can wow. o- overtake the Chargers, you know. We're not going to mess it, the what, But what is, is that? What is that? I understand why. Yeah, of course you want to win every game, and that would that would mean something in the standings. But what is right. that, a moral victory that you're hanging out with the Chargers? What is that about? Not, can we get a wild card, man? I mean, it, it, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Because the Raiders always, they're like the Giants. If you don't, if they, they, they have a hard time getting in. But once they get in, they do damage. You know, Eli did two Super Bowls like that. So okay. the Raiders, you know, their their last one back in 1980, they they were wild cards and they they did that. So we we have a, we have a tendency to we never make the playoffs, but if we do get in there, we're going to cause havoc. Now, now are they going to do that this year? Are they going to do that this year? Probably not. Probably well, yeah. not. Oh, come on. You know. Exactly. Yeah, well, and, yeah. And when you but, say I, I need you to put a number on it, when you say probably not. We talking about, and that's if they even make the postseason. What are okay. you saying? Eighty percent that they don't do nothing. Eighty-five percent. Depending on who they play, oh, you know okay. what I'm saying. If, 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 we, if we get a Tennessee right. Titan, we get a Tennessee okay. Titan team, or somebody like that, that we can, I think we can be competitive with. Now right. we, you know, the, you know, some of these teams we're not gonna mess with. We're not gonna mess with the Chiefs. Uh, Jacksonville scares the hell out of me, <laughs> so I don't they even want to see them. They up and down team. They want everybody yeah, to. They want right. everybody to play them in London. That's what they want. Yeah, that's that's my sleeper pick right there. Buffalo okay. owns us, so I don't want to see them either. Yeah. Um, so you know, hey, this could be rebuilding year, man. Let's see what we're gonna do for this year. But you know, I'm, I'm glad with the victory. Uh, it was a nice, nice 
you know, thing, UCLA, my UCLA Bruins got the victory against Washington State. Yeah. Going to Oregon State this week. Let's see what we're going to do. Same my time. Lakers won tonight. So, okay. you know, I'm, I'm pumped okay. up, man. The Dodgers are trying to bring me down, but, you know, okay. three out of right, four ain't bad there. I'm- I was done when you told me about the, the Lakers preseason win, James, okay? <laughs> Let's talk We're soon, all right? Fans, baby. Okay, all right, bye-bye. Come on now. Is that where we got to find optimism, too? We got to find optimism in a Lakers preseason game? Is that it? Hey, Shep, you keeping up? I mean, I'll, I'll look, but I mean, the the, the preseason – yeah, like, it's, about, it's worse than the NFL preseason, so. You said it's worse? Yes. <laughs> how, how? Why? Well, that's the point. The NFL preseason is so bad, I take the NBA preseason even less seriously because, because JR, I mean. Victor Wimbenyama played today. No, I, I, I'm watching highlights. I mean, I, yeah. as we speak, I'm sure you have it live and, and Chet Holmgren doing the, the fake-ass muscle flex. Um, but but to, muscles. Right, right. But Exactly. But to me, JR, like, it's the same thing of the NFL. The name of the game, aside from getting these star guys out, especially the younger players for 10, 15 minutes at a time, is just to see what you have in terms of your second and third string yeah. guys. So it's, it's, right. it's a feel-out, test-out kind of game where you're not getting your money's worth. And it's no determination whatsoever on what's going to actually transpire when it comes to the regular season. And if they're load managing in the regular season, JR, I mean, they're managing a lot more in the preseason, which tells you all you need to know. Yes. Yeah, uh, I, I did see Victor Wembenyama. The man was standing at like the three point line, reached into the paint and stole the ball. Right. He got these go go gadget arms. He's a freak, man. JR, so. what he is going to be from day one. And you've said it many times. He's going to be one of the greatest rim protectors in the history of the sport. Just with his dexterity and his IQ alone, he's going to be blocking three or four blocks per game by age 20. Um, the question is going to remain with him, how strong can he be in the interior? Because he's not going to be a great jump shooter no matter what. It's just, it's just not there for him. Can he be a mid-range guy, JR? That's going to make the difference in him being a first-ball yeah, Hall of Famer to being not, a flame as number one overall pick. He can pick. shoot. He's going to go through his ups and downs. I feel good. Define he can shoot. I mean, if he's standing in the mid-range, he's bigger than everybody. He's going to be able to pick and pop. Ooh, JR, you have a lot of faith in this guy for a guy that was uh, bricking 15 shots in a row when he was filmed shooting wide open. No man, that's 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 a one-off. He can he can shoot, man. He was shooting out in Europe. I think Victor Wembanyama. He he'll be perfectly fine. I'm not I'm not sweating him. I I don't know. He's gonna move in transition. He ain't gonna be standing around. Based on his size, athleticism, and intelligence, he's gonna get shots. It's it's gonna be a learning experience for him. It's like uh, what's that what's that tall ass animal called a giraffe? Yes. He's like a baby <laughs> giraffe, man. He. He's going to handle business. He just got to learn how to utilize his body. He'll be cool. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. Let's get in Larry from Cleveland. And then on the other side of the break, we will hear from Packers coach Matt LaFleur. Larry, you're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up? Hey, how's it going, JR? How you doing? It's going good. What's on your mind? Uh, the young man from the Packers, Jordan uh, Love, the quarterback, I – I think the weapons, man, he's missing. Back, I think what Lazard they had there, Devontae Adams, and Scantlin, too. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I think veteran superstars? Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, the kids are going through some rough times, man. But um, it, it, it's gonna be rough for him. But I just said right now, you got to do his progressions, and they got to be patient with him. I guess right now. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, and I think they have been. This is just a real learning experience for Jordan Love. Uh, what can I say? He hasn't played. And for Packers fans, what else? What can you say? Like you just got to grin and bear it. You going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers? I mean. Give this guy some time. He's going to have the whole year to be evaluated. And let's be real. Where are the Packers going this year? Where are they going? Nowhere. I can tell you who's going to win the NFC North is going to be the Lions. It's just a fact. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Matter. Speaking of those Lions, I could give you another reason why the Minnesota Vikings aren't even going to be in contention. It's because one of their star players, their biggest, their best player, is hurt. We got a lot of injuries in the league. I'm going to tell you about Justin Jefferson, Richardson, Milano. I'm going to get to your calls. We hear from Matt LaFleur. We got a lot to do. The JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey JR, check this out, man. This is my first time getting through to you, but I've been listening to you all the time, and boy, you keep it on the 100. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. What the hell are the Dodgers doing? It's official. Arizona beats them tonight. The Diamondbacks beat the Dodgers. 4-2. The Diamondbacks have now taken a 2-0 series lead here against the Dodgers. If you saw the game on Saturday or you saw the score, man, it was a beatdown. They beat them 11-2. And tonight, the Dodgers only scored two runs. Arizona beats them 4-2. And they are one victory away from going to the National League Championship Series. Wow. So Atlanta ties up with Philly today. Atlanta wins in a comeback of 5-4. to four. And Arizona, they beat the Dodgers tonight 4-2-2. Two, two. Let's see if the Dodgers got it in them to come back in this series. They got to win three consecutive games. And if they don't, if they don't even win one, they just, they just go home. It's simple as that. 855-212-4CBS. Before we went to break, I told you, Uh, We got the Dodgers, or excuse me, we have the Raiders who beat Green Bay 17-13. to So many sports, I'm mixing them up. And so Las Vegas is 2-3, Green Bay is 2-3, and and every week that goes by, it becomes even more apparent that the Lions, the Lions are running the NFC North. There's there's no competition. And one reason why I think that, that they even have more of a leg up, if you had no idea, Justin Jefferson went down with a hamstring issue. And so the biggest, most important player for the Minnesota Vikings, this man was looking for 2,000 yards in the air. That ain't going to happen if he got to go out there and miss time. 
uh, Kevin O'Connell is is walking over to him, uh, you know, during the Chiefs game and kind of telling him, man, we got your back. And it, it's not good. He He's going to miss some time. And yesterday, his head coach, Kevin O'Connell, he said, look, Justin Jefferson is going to be gone and we ain't rushing him. I think there'll probably be a couple different opinions on it, but we got to get, um, you know, the MRI of it and take a look and find out exactly what it is, where it is, uh, you know, if there's any other factors that go into it and, and determine what the best decision for him to get him back to, you know, 100% as fast as possible. But, uh, you know, uh, you know he's, he's down today. Uh, he obviously is one of the most, you know, ultra competitors I've ever met. Was trying to go back in the game as it was yesterday. So uh, we're going to have to medically uh, make a good decision and, and, and help, uh, you know, kind of almost protect him from himself a little bit in a way where uh, we got to take care of him and get him back to 100%. Yeah, man, there goes your 2,000-yard season. I was really looking forward to seeing what he was going to do for the whole year and not the only dude that goes down. Matt Milano from the Buffalo Bills, he went down with a leg injury. It looks like he's having surgery. They go out to London to get hurt and come home and need surgery. Absolutely stinks. This too, man, Anthony Richardson. You going to stay healthy? The answer is probably no. He sprained his shoulder in an AC joint. He's going to be out indefinitely. Uh, he's getting a second opinion on his shoulder. And even though he went down, the Indianapolis Colts, they beat Tennessee 23 to 16 it is just ugly and then you got daniel jones daniel jones a human pinata again against the miami dolphins we saw him get rocked against seattle and then he plays miami there was no way in hell the new york giants were going to keep up uh, with miami and their offense the dolphins beat them 31 to 16 the new york giants another pathetic team right now they have a record of one and four Daniel Jones knocked out in the fourth with a neck injury. And he said it was similar to one he had a few years ago. And so not good at all. But Brian Dable did say Daniel Jones was feeling better on Monday. Looks like he'll be ready for the next game. Maybe. Just haven't talked to him. He said he, uh, you know, feels probably better than maybe he thought he would feel. So let's, you know, I'm going to just hold off until I, you know, get an update and go through that. But optimistic after talking to him. Optimistic. How many more times is Dude going to get hit? And I know Saquon Barkley will, will certainly help him out on offense, at least uh, be somebody you have to divert your attention to. But Daniel Jones just he looks lost. I don't even think Saquon Barkley coming back is going to help him do a damn thing. It's just, it's it's sad. It really is. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Oz is calling from Miami. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Go ahead, Oz. Hey, man. How you doing, brother? I'm very well. What's on your mind? Well, I want to know, man. Uh, Dolphin men playing quite a good. Not, I'm saying they're okay, but I want to know if they going to go far in the playoff this year, man. I want to know how far they might I, go this year on the playoffs. I, I think, uh, well, yeah, I mean, they, they they might make the championship game. Um, uh, it, it, it's, <laughs> it, it's tough to say. I don't think, if I got to think about teams that, quote, unquote, have to get in line, 
Miami has to get in line behind and maybe right along with the Ravens or the Bills. I mean, they're all in that same space being like a rung below Kansas City. In Kansas City, I mean, throughout the entire season, I mean, the, Mahomes is spreading a ball around, but he don't necessarily have the same type home run. So Miami has a lot to prove to, A, do it in the postseason. And, I mean, after that, man, I guess – they're going to have to sling the rock around. How are they going to do when it gets freezing cold outside? We will find out. Yeah, you're right, man. That Buffalo game they had uh, this past week, a uh, couple of weeks ago, uh, caught my attention. But after that, yes. I just think uh, they need to get a little bit tough. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, that, that's been that's been said for Miami for a long time, Oz. How are they going to perform when they have to go out onto the road or, or play anywhere where it's freezing? They're going to probably get in via wild card. They got to battle with the Buffalo Bills to, to, to go ahead and win the division outright. But it's, it's going to be a trek, man. Miami is fun. I think they're going to destroy people all regular season long. How does that transition into the postseason? That's something we'll have to see. 855-212-4CBS. Paul is calling from North Carolina. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Paul? Hey, JR. How are you? Good. 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 I just wanted to talk about Belichick. Sure. I think it's pretty clear to me that uh, it was Brady, not Belichick. And uh-huh. I'll, you know, Brady has wanted with and without Belichick. And what makes me think that even further is look at Belichick's uh, coaching tree. It's, it's awful. I mean, you saw one of them tonight. Uh, with McDaniels, um, but it's just terrible. I, I I think Andy Reid's a better head coach than him. I think in their era, in my opinion, Andy Reid is a better head coach. Okay, well that's 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 debatable. Now, having said that, what do you think about Bill Belichick? What does he chop liver as a head coach? Forget Tom Brady. Well, what do you think about him then? I, I think that um, I think the game has kind of passed him by. I think oh he's. Uh, he has not developed any person, so it's, he's a one-man show. Right? I mean, look at what his coaching tree is. It's terrible. It's awful. Everything. Look, man, we, we can look at coaching trees in, in the NFL, and I don't think that's all that indicative of what the quote-unquote dude at the top of the tree stands for. And I, I think Bill Belichick, and thank you, Paul, for calling from North Carolina, I think Bill Belichick, to, to say that the game has passed him by, the man could probably sit down and write you everything in the rule book. He could probably write the rule book from scratch. What I don't think Bill Belichick has right now is talent to work with. If you want to talk about him as a talent evaluator and who he's drafted and who's worked and who hasn't worked, I think you are well within your right. Is he too into himself of special teams and kickers and long snappers? Yeah. But I think if Bill Belichick had the personnel to go out there and air the ball up, I think he'd do it. But please, we're going to crap on this guy forever and it's all, all Tom Brady. Bill Belichick needs to give all his rings back to Tom Brady. Even the ones from the New York Giants, hand them over to Tom Brady. Like, man, we, we got to give that dude some more credit. Please. That's a quick question. Yes. If there was another head coach in the NFL, he had 11 seasons under his belt. One of those seasons, he won a single playoff game. You think they'd be coaching a lot longer? What are you What are you asking me? If one, if an NFL coach in an eleven year career only had one season 
where they just won one playoff game. That's it. He has one playoff game on his resume in 11 seasons. Would they be coaching longer than 11 years, or would they have been shown the door long before they even got to year 11? Well, we know, we know the answer for that. Yes. But the, the, the fact is, <laughs> it's, it's all the success that he has had. And, you, 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 of course, everybody knows Tom Brady contributed to the success because he was the most important player. He was the best player. I can take that formula and slap it to some of the most successful head coaches that sports has ever seen. You don't win anything as a coach unless you have talent. And, of course, a lot of what Bill Belichick has from his contract to, to being able to be here now, to not being fired next week, it's because of his success. But he's, he's not just riding shotgun, man. You know, it's not, it's not fair. We know, well, oh, my God, well, if he only won one out of 10, 11 seasons, he would be here. Well, that's not the reality of the situation. Right. JR, you, you've been following football a long time. It, it, I mean, let's just, let, let me ask you an honest question. If Mo Lewis, if that hit does not happen— is Bill Belichick even a remotely successful NFL head coach? Because he was 5-13 and 13 with Drew Bledsoe. And we all remember watching Drew Bledsoe. When Drew Bledsoe was one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, he couldn't even win with Drew Bledsoe. Well, Drew Bledsoe was turning things around at that point. That year, that year 2000, was real interesting. Do I think he would have had the same success? I ain't got no crystal ball. It's hard to say that he would. The answer is probably hell no. Now, having said that, that doesn't mean that Bill Belichick would not have had success. Bill Belichick started burning bridges right away in Cleveland when he told, hey, Bernie Kosar, man, you can go ahead and and get the boot, all right? He is an accomplished football player, or excuse me, coach. I don't think you wake up on the precipice of 300 wins just because you, quote-unquote, just had Tom Brady or he dragged you there. People tend to ignore and forget there's a whole hell of a lot more that goes into coaching a football team than just waking up and handing the ball to the quarterback and saying, go. You have to manage the building. You have to manage the personalities. You have to set the structure. You have to help set the practice. There's so much more than just, hey, I got me a quarterback. Man, you do this. It, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Speaking of a coach, we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur on the other side. This man, well, he lost tonight. So I guess in that regard, he's a little like Belichick. We'll also hear from a winner, Jimmy Garoppolo. He spoke after his win on Monday Night Football. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. I'll get to your calls as well. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey JR, thanks for taking my call. I'm a first time caller, but a long time listener. So first and foremost, I want to say I love your show. I enjoy it. It helps me get home at night when I'm taking a late shift at my job. Call in now at 855 212 4 CBS. Well, thank you for taking the time to listen. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. 
Tonight, Monday Night Football, the Raiders beat Green Bay 17-13. Jordan Love throws three INTs and an interception at the end of the game that they were trying to at least take the lead, win the game. Nope. Intercepted in the end zone. That was pretty much all she wrote for Green Bay. They fall to 2-3. and three. Jordan Love needs some help. No Aaron Jones out there as a, a safety valve or an escape hatch. And he's he looking like a young quarterback. And he's trying to grow into everything that he does. His head coach, Matt LaFleur, he spoke after the loss. And this is what he had to say. Credit to the Raiders. They did enough to to win. Um, I think anytime when you have three turnovers, it's tough to overcome that. And we got to do a better job, I think. Uh, a couple of those plays, the one bang-bang play that, where Jordan tried to throw the ball to Christian, it's just one of those plays that happens. And then uh, he was trying to give him a chance at the end of the game there. So I was proud of the effort, though. Our guys battled. There's no no question about that. There There is no quit in this team. They are going to continue to fight. I think we got to do a better job in terms of just being more consistent and try to find out what's working for us and really lean into that and build upon that. Yeah, not 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 pretty for the Packers. Even in defeat, they had more yards than Las Vegas. 285 yards of offense for Green Bay, 279 yards of offense for the Raiders. The difference is Jimmy Garoppolo did not throw three interceptions. He only had one. Sorry. Anyway, Jimmy Garoppolo, he did win, and he spoke after the victory. Take a listen to Jimmy G. It was a total team effort tonight, and, and we knew it was going to be like that. Uh, it's just one of those things we got to use this momentum now to our advantage, you know, try to get stacking these wins. Uh, but, yeah, this was a big one tonight. You know, Green Bay coming in, fans traveled well, so you know, it, was a, it was a good environment out there. Yeah, Denver's next for them, and then they also have the Bears. So, yeah, maybe they could, they could do something. 855-212-4CBS. And when I say something, I mean, like, win those two games. Nothing in the long term. Sorry. Steve is here from Houston. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Steve? Hey, JR. Great show as always. I was going to say that was a really great play that uh, Amik Robertson made at the end of the, in the corner of the end zone. I, how he got it off his shoulder pad. It kind of reminded me of uh, the Super Bowl where, uh, what was his name? The guy for the Giants got that off of his helmet against David uh, Tyree. Uh, Tyree, yeah. Yep, exactly. But, uh, you know, this is a great win for the Raiders. I know it was a horrible game and everything, but being a Raider fan, we, I know you all think we probably live in the past and saying, you know, Kenny Stabler and all that, but when I was growing up in Houston, we only got the Raiders on like twice a year, and they were great when Stabler, his record when he was a quarterback was 9-1-1. One, and one. I know, you know, we're nowhere near that and everything, and I just want to get your thoughts about McDaniels. Do you, what do you think about him as a coach? I've got my own opinion, but I just want to see, hear what you have to say I, about him and Ziegler. I think he is, uh, how can I say this in the uh... – the most polite way possible. I don't want to call it. It's not nepotism, obviously, because he ain't he ain't Belichick's kid. But he he comes across to me as as arrogant and an order for a guy who hasn't won anything outside of Belichick. So I I think the Raiders in the whole. I look at Mark Davis. This is someone who just last week was was yelling at a fan on the concourse who wanted to yell at him. This is a Mark Davis who who wants to hire Gruden and Mayock off of television. I'm, I'm not all that confident that in anything that he does, and that's including 
McDaniels. He looked at looked at Belichick and looked at this guy and said, "Ah, well, this this should work." And I'm I'm, I'm not a fan of that man. Of of uh, McDaniels or uh, McDaniels. Okay, I, I know I feel the same way about him. You, did you say Mark Davis yelled at a fan at the concourse? Is that what you were saying? Yes, last we, la, in the last game. Uh, uh-huh. A fan walked by on a concourse and wanted to yell at him to go ahead and fire him. And then Mark Davis right. wanted to yell back at the fan, yes. Well, he doesn't want to admit that he's wrong. He's always been that way. It's, 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 that's just the way he's wired well, and everything. Well, and we all know how that is. Well, we also know how he got the team. Right. He got it from his father. There you go. What's going to so, be interesting, one last thing. What, yes. what, what happens is what I've heard, and you probably heard the same thing, well, there's going to be a time when his mother passes away, and he might end up. Uh, the inheritance tax is going to be so high; he's going to be after forced to sell his share of the team. You've probably heard that as well, haven't you? Man, With yeah, Mark? but I'm not. I don't want to drive in anybody's parents having to die, man. Let's. No, I know. I don't I, either. I, I leave that one alone. We're just talking about the, the the balance of the team is going to completely change here in the next couple well, of years. Can, I know. It's, can can Mark can, can he can his family stay alive before we think about them dying and him paying taxes? No, I know, but I'm just telling you, this is the reality of it. He's not going to be in about three or four years. He's probably not well, going to even have Steve, the, the. I can look. I can look across the NFL. I mean, I could say the same thing about the Saints. I mean, I can go up and down. What I what I don't necessarily want to do is is bury, uh, you know, eighty and ninety year old billionaires and think about the future. I mean, we have teams in flux right now. We can go ask people out in Portland in Seattle after the passing of Paul Allen as to what are the next steps. So that is a whole wide open box. I I think we can accept that the Raiders stink and the owner owns the team because of his dad. And and let's see what happens. There's a, there's a lot to uncover there, Steve. So that's, that's a tricky one. Okay. And you know, I'm a big fan of Carol Davis and everything because I don't want to see. So I know what you mean about not. I understand Steve. But Let's, my last, last thing Oh, no, Steve, you said one last one. I got to keep it moving, Steve. I got to hit the break. Okay. What? All right. You thank can... you, Steve. Chef, he didn't get it, did he? I'm like, Steve. No. Steve, I got to go. He, he didn't get it. He didn't get it. Now I got to hit the break. I mean, I could really sit here and talk about a, a lot of teams if, if so-and-so dies over the next three years. But, man, I don't want to do that. I do not want to do that. Can we be alive? I'm alive over here. Let's try to stay alive. Sheesh. I'm not trying to bury nobody's parents. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. To get some more of your calls, talk more football, talk more baseball, CBS Sports Radio. I'm staying alive. Expect me to live. Don't go nowhere. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 